1: Welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, I am Alvin Williams, and making his triumphant return, my partner in true crime, co-host of the year, Mr. Francel Evans. What up? Yes. Give it up for him, folks. I'm back. That's right. Uh, I'm fresh off off the plane. Not fresh. It's been a few days, but I've been in town for a few days, took care of some business out in Vegas. It was a success. Ate a lot of turkey. We do early Thanksgiving. Out there with my grandparents out there, okay. you know, to get the nostalgia. Oh, yeah, we have family, but also we come back here to the other family. So I get like three Thanksgivings a year. Okay. It's pretty dope. Uh, Fran, I wanted to talk to you just to kind of recap. I've been talking about it all morning with Sierra. Uh, the wedding, yes. the, the marriage of our good buddy Miles, no yes. last names required. It was a hell of a nuptials. I'm happy for my boy. I don't like to indulge in stereotypes. But but man, yeah. But 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 damn, I mean, that was they. Th- if there was a stereotype Olympics, they would have hit everyone at that wedding. And mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say what race they were, <laughs> but they hit every stereotype at that wedding. Uh, uh What time was the wedding supposed to start? Four. Four o'clock. Wedding started at six thirty. Yep. Uh, beautiful. You know, bride looked amazing. Everybody looked great. Mm-hmm. Everybody looked great. Some technical difficulties with the microphone, so I feel like they cut some corners on the DJ. Mm-hmm. Went to the reception. <laughs> when I at one point I wanted to yell, just don't use the mic, like to the to the pastor, because uh, he it, it wasn't he, I could hear him. Yeah, I think everybody could hear him. Yeah. so it was almost a distraction from all the beauty because mm-hmm. they lighting the candles, they giving you know holding hands. Miles was rubbing her hands. It was beautiful. I was very it was, it was very it was a very crazy moment for me because I remember us being like thirteen years old and. Paying and yeah. get on the bus, you know, yeah. so it was just, it was crazy. Anyway, we get to the reception, open bar, 180 people looked like, mm-hmm. it seemed like it was 180 people, two bartenders, they probably made $90 in the whole time that they bartended for all those people, mm-hmm. which is absurd, because what they were ordering, it was making me angry, it was making me so angry, I kind of wanted to leave. Patron is expensive. mm mm-hmm. If it's an open bar and you're getting Patron shots, drop $2 in the bucket. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you're asking for 12 shots. Mm-hmm. That's asking a lot of a bartender to pour 12 shots. And then go, okay, well, no, can you make it two more? Then I got to get a new cup, pour an additional one, do the math, and cont- remember the number of ones that did. The- There's just a lot of things like that that I was like, Th- this is I don't like any of this. Mm-hmm. But on the bright side, congratulations once again to our boy Miles. We are growing up. It is pretty crazy. That was one that caught me. Like, when you had a kid, it was one thing. It was like, yeah, it's crazy, man. But, like, people have kids. Yeah. Going to a wedding is pretty insane. Yeah.
2: That's my first one, too.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's not my first wedding, but it's my first wedding of, like, a close childhood friend, for sure. That's
2: my first wedding. And my first wedding, me actually
1: being in it. Oh, yeah. So, that was... You don't even know how not a good experience that was. Weddings... Usually flow a lot better than that. The open bar situation is usually a little more tame, mm. uh, and there's not, there's always hiccups. But yeah. that was the most hiccups I've ever been to a wedding.
2: Well, yeah. you think about that, we called it the day before. Yeah, we called it. We was like Miles, yeah. this is not gonna start at four o'clock. Yeah, I we're think, gonna be yeah. late. To I don't think
1: wedding. Miles is late because he's black, but Miles, Miles is la- Miles is late because he's Miles. Yeah. Miles is <laughs> late. Kids. So uh, once again, congratulations yeah. to Miles. I going to move on from that. Uh, Fran, I uh, haven't seen you in since last night, since yeah. the wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had been a couple weeks. So, uh, what have you been up to, man?
2: Uh, nothing, just working, just working. Yeah, busy time it's, of year, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's the season.
1: Yes, tis tis the season yes. indeed. Yes, um, but
2: um, yeah. other than that, I've been reading up on some news a little bit. Um, I don't know about I don't know what you have read or heard about the whole Jamel. I didn't know if you was gonna touch on that.
1: Yeah, I, I planned on I planned on touching on that briefly okay. for sure. Um that was that's a very tragic story. I wanna give a quick um rest in peace to Jamel Roberson. Mm-hmm. Uh he was a security guard in Chicago. One of the good guys. Um I don't know what else. I don't I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to not make this a race thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do my best to not make it a race thing because I don't know I don't know the situation and I know the cops have a lot to deal with. You show up to a scene you don't know what's going on you know there's a gun on the scene you don't know who has the gun sure but it's hard for me to not make this a ratio and not make this a gun safety issue because w- what else do you want us to do this guy is one of the good guys somebody's drunk they have a gun he intervenes stops the guy from shooting up a club possibly apprehends him holds him there for the police to come the police come and they kill him yeah So and then for this to happen in Chicago as well, when they already police relations in that city are done, you know, that city is, you know, between the black community and the police, the situation between because of Laquan McDonald happened there. The kid that had a small blade Mm -hmm. police officer shot him 14 times. So the police uh, relations in that city are non-existent. Mm -hmm. And for a guy to be he was working extra shifts. To buy gifts for his baby's mother and yep. his baby for Christmas, mm-hmm. that he wasn't supposed to be there that night. That mm-hmm. was an extra shift he had picked up for the holiday season, and him and him going above and beyond his duty. Because for me, I've done uh, door work before and security work uh, at a bar that I used to go to. I've you know when they're understaffed, mm-hmm. if a guy has a gun, my shift is over. Yep, you know what I mean. So this guy went above and beyond took his job as a security guard for that place seriously and intervened with a guy who had a gun Mm -hmm. and did all the hero work of a guy who should be on a parade float and be praised. And when the police showed up, apparently there were people screaming, he's a security guard. And whoever this police officer was, I'm not going to get into police training and all this kind of stuff. Maybe this guy, I hope he's not a cop anymore, but maybe he shouldn't have been a cop in the first place if you can't show up to the scene and assess the situation in the time frame that you need to when people are trying to communicate with you.
2: But that's what you're supposed to be trained for.
1: Right? But I I always try to toe the line because Mm -hmm. I'm not a police officer. So I can't tell a police officer how to do their job, what they're going through, what they think of when they hear there's a gun there. I don't know. But I know that if I show up somewhere and uh, I'm there to just use my hands and I'm there to fight somebody, somebody hit your sister. If I show up and 20 people are like, not him, he didn't hit your sister. He stopped the guy from hitting your sister. I would think, you know, my brain would go, "Okay, let me calm my nerves down. It's not. It's not him." I wouldn't go over and hit him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now that's not as extreme of a situation as a gun. Right. So again, I can't even put myself in the full mind frame of a police officer in that situation. Mm-hmm. But it's just it happened. It's just it's just this is the this is the thousandth time I've had to go and play devil's advocate. And I'm kinda sick of doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm kinda sick of being like, "Well, you know, I don't know, I don't go through that. I don't know this this you know the 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 guy that got shot in Dallas in his home so many that was inexcusable i won't I don't know if I go as far as to say this was inexcusable mm-hmm. I don't know what you would say on the matter what, 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 what would you think
2: about the whole Jamel situation
1: yes, um, yeah, inexcusable, yes, yeah i I wouldn't disagree with you, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't try to make a case to try to turn, you know, change your mind, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But yeah, I just don't understand how you show up. I don't don't know if It, it, it feels like from what I've been hearing, the situation was diffused. That's what so I wasn't that's like. He, he, that's what the yeah, part I'm confused about. It wasn't about. like he showed up and he had to have his gun drawn and like there was gunfire that's happening. That's what I'm confused about. It seemed like the situation was pretty under control mm-hmm. to where you could just come and be a police officer and assess the situation. But I don't know. I wasn't there.
2: I think now, in my this is my opinion. I think officers now, it's like you're trained to, you get the title of being a. A police officer. Uh So you get this title, you get this badge, that means you're qualified to show up to the situation, recognize the situation, and be able to, you know, decide what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. Yes. But I think now, with all the stuff that's going on in this world, I think it's like, it's not going to be me. It's going to be them. So I'm a fire. I feel like I'm a fire first type of thing.
1: Uh, uh, Me, I feel like a big disservice that happened in the inner city community and a in a disservice that it doesn't seem to affect suburban communities as much is that police relations kind of went out the window. Yeah. When I was a kid, we had PAL centers. I don't know if PAL centers are still open. The PAL, PAL stands for like Police Athletic League, I believe. It's and still, it was basically a like a boys around. and girls club. Yeah. It's, it was. It's, a, yeah. It was still a couple around. Yeah. It's one in Essex. Yeah. They need more because I feel like you treat a police officer a little different, and the police officer treats you a little different if he knows you, mm-hmm. he knows the neighborhood you live in, and the neighborhood that he goes to isn't just quotas mm-hmm. a lot of these police officers not through no fault of their own it's just the way the system is set up have been incentivized to get numbers uh and target certain communities because they can get those numbers mm-hmm. and if they don't get those numbers they can lose their job so That's it's right. like they need to get tickets they need to get arrests they need to hit a certain amount of arrests per month and if they don't then their job is in danger and that makes a that makes it kind of hard to be that whistling cop walking down the street and being friends with the p- community because it's like oh now this is uh like I work at a um a, a store that does commissions like you know like the environment of um like a car dealership mm. where it's kind of hard to be buddies with Frank because if Frank outsells me this month in car sales I look bad right but the crazy thing about being a police officer is they have the com- the camaraderie w- amongst each other, the blue wall and all that kind of stuff. Mm. It's just the people that they enforce. It's like a purely business relationship. And that's not, that's not going to all police across the board, but they definitely don't incentivize you to be a guy that comes deescalates the situation and goes, all right, man, y'all were just fighting. Like go, I defuse this, go home. Mm-hmm. It's like you're incentivized. Now there are cops that probably did, but you're incentivized to go I'm writing everybody a ticket and somebody's going to jail Mm. because I need to hit my numbers. And by doing that, you've ruined this relationship with police in the community. And yet the police are in the community so heavily, probably more now, now more than ever. And there's no relationship. The police don't come from these neighborhoods. They live out in the the suburbs and they drive into these. So there's, there's no assessing the situation in the sense that when they show up, they kind of understand when the guy's like, yeah, man, he took my $5. If You know, you're like, where you could go, I understand what's happening here. Mm. A lot of these police come. They work 40, 50-hour weeks. They're stressed out, and it's just chaos. They show up on a scene. It's chaos. I don't have time to compute this and decipher it. It's chaos. Everybody shut up or I'm macing everybody. It's very hostile. Yeah. And I'm don't. I'm not i not going to, you know, to chicken another egg situation. I don't know if the communities got worse or the police got worse. Both it's a combination of all the things so I'm not gonna blame anybody but what I do know is the relationship is done Mm. and things like this don't make it any better because when you hear especially in a time where there's gun you know mass shootings every month and you hear about a guy who stopped one possibly and he was murdered by the police it's like well then fuck it then fuck it I'm not gonna help why would I help people you help people you get murdered you don't help people you get murdered it's just you feel helpless man so yeah, uh, rest in pieces, Jamel Roberson. I didn't want to go too deep into it, so I just wanted to touch on it briefly because that's a really fucked up situation. And um, I don't know all the details. There's still stuff coming out. I think the family's suing. Um, I, I always, I'm always, I'm always a person who's like, I wish they would sue. I wish they would prosecute. I wish they would push for prosecution harder, because a lot of times what happens, and I could be wrong about this family, but I know when um, Freddie Gray got killed here, his family. They sued, and then they settled, I believe. Mm. And they got a undisclosed amount of money. And then and once you do that, that's done. There's no, uh, you can't further down the line get together and have a class action suit. You kind of agree like, okay, we got money. That's our compensation for the murder of our son. Mm. As opposed to pushing it, taking it as far as you can to get that person in jail. Right. A lot of times the money is what, it's like your son got killed, I got hit by a police officer, whatever, I, I'm going to sue and get the money. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a come up a little bit. I'm not yes. accusing the family of you know, uh, selling out their kid, but I'm saying if somebody puts $20 million in front of you, it's kind of hard to say no, Right. but they, you don't always think about what you're giving up when you do that. So I don't know what this family's doing, they deserve compensation for the loss of their son, his daughter deserves compensation for the loss of, of a parent earning to be able to support her. Um, but I hope that uh, there's there's prosecution as well. This police officer should be fired mm. and should go to jail, honestly, as far as I'm concerned. You didn't do your job very well. You shouldn't be able to just kill people with impunity. And like, oh, my I bad. I didn't lose your job and that's it. Yeah, my bad. Get suspended, take a couple months off, go to another district. That happens. That's crazy. You know. this name still walking around? Uh, George Zimmerman? George Zimmerman is still out here walking around, full-on racist, has leaned into it because it's become profitable for him. Racist people have begun, for years, have been sending him GoFundMe money, and then he'll come out and be like, you know, Beyonce's a nigger monkey. Uh, And people are like, yeah, George Zimmerman. I'm going to buy a George Zimmerman shirt from georgezimmerman.com. Here's my money. And so it's become profitable, the murder of that boy became profitable for him. It's a crazy, sick world we live in. But anyway, let's get out of that, and we're gonna jump into these good vibes because the world's not dark and, and bleak and and, and and coming to an end soon. We live in a great world, so let's talk about some good vibes, Fran. Good vibes,
0: good vibrations.
1: All right, let's do this. Welcome to another segment of Good Vibes. Fran, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay. Uh, this is a silver lining in another dark, tragic story, which is those California wildfires that have been just consuming Malibu and all these you know, areas in California, people losing their homes. People. Also, I just want to say, if your house catches fire and you leave your pet behind, you are a piece of garbage and you make me sick. Anyway, so, uh, after this small town of Paradise, California, was nearly wiped out by the wildfires last week, a local high school girls volleyball team was still determined to play their semi-final championship match last Saturday, despite having no uniforms or equipment, after having evacuating quickly with only the clothes on their back. So, this is like, uh, this is prime real estate for a very encouraging movie in the next few years, Mm -hmm. like... You know, you guys made it to the championship game, but then everything you have is gone. But you have the resilience to do what you to still show up and do what you love, which is play volleyball. And they did that. No uniforms, no equipment. It just showed up as a morale boost for the community. We're going to still come out and play this game. Uh, But what happened when they showed up was the opposing team from Lake from Forest Lake. I'm sorry. From Forest Lake Christian High School in Auburn was waiting with a big surprise. Within 24 hours, they had collected donations of $16,000. Mm. And when the girls from Paradise Adventist Academy showed up, they were greeted with new uh, new custom uniforms, knee pads, and socks. And I think that's like, that's all you need to play volleyball, some shorts and a shirt, you yeah. know, uh, and a whole lot of love. Because like I said, um, from the videos I've seen of people evacuating California because of these fires, it looks like they are driving in hell. It is terrifying. There's smoke everywhere. The fire is melting cars. Mm. It is just, and it's, it's I read, a, I read an article. I can't remember the exact statistic, but it said something like the fire is moving. This was last week or a couple of weeks ago when I read this. So they might have gotten a little more control. But firefighters are losing their lives and working 60 hours, mm. you know, per shift and all this kind of stuff. They said the the fires were moving at like a football field per hour or something, Dang. maybe faster than that, like a football field per minute something crazy like they were it was just this fire was just because it's california is kind of they go through drought spells because mm-hmm. every you know it's like uh that thing that brings them their tourism is also a detriment it's always sunny in california never bad weather but that means rain too yeah so everything's dry mm. so the fire comes and you got dry leaves and dry trees everywhere whoosh, just blows through and that's what it's been doing over the last few weeks so, uh, so how do oh, how does it start? Just from the heat? Somebody could go, Californians are super like you know you go camping, go camping, make a fire, don't put your fire out properly, fire uh, ember catches a pile of uh, dry leaves, poof, mm. fire catches up. Sometimes they have lightning storms because what happens is is what's really cool about the earth is they don't the earth doesn't need us at all. So sometimes the earth will just it'll just have fires. Like a lightning strike will hit a, tr- a, a dry tree mm. and a fire will just kick up. And that's the earth going like, I need to just get this shit out of here. Yeah. It's, it'll burn mm. off until it, till it hits something that's not burnable anymore. Yeah. And it'll just die. Up. It, there's natural fires all the mm. time, mm. but sometimes it's man-made fires. Sometimes it's somebody up in the woods being dumb. Sometimes it's somebody doing it on purpose, yep. you know? So they haven't figured out yet to the best of my knowledge, what this one was. They mm. haven't traced it back to a source yet, mm. but it could be a, a, a number of things. Except I would guess this time it wasn't a natural one because they haven't had any storms. Mm. Maybe they had lightning storms. I'm not sure. But they believe this one could possibly have been man-made. And it just got super out of control. Mm. And it's burning through these neighborhoods that are famous for a bunch of rich, famous people living there. Mm, But there are communities of regular people, too. You know, it's like, uh, I think uh, Miley Cyrus's house burned down, mm. Joe Rogan's house caught on fire a little bit, and some other people, but, you know, it's like, they have money and you don't, you're not programmed to feel bad when you hear that, because like, they could buy a new one. Yeah. But it's, that's not the whole community. There are regular people living there, too, that, you know, just have a regular job and aren't rich, and, you know, and they, mm. they've lost everything, like these kids from this Paradise High School. Um, so the
2: other team got them- The other team got, got them,
1: them equipment and money and all these kind of things uh so one of the quotes was i've never been so overwhelmed by so many things i would never have thought possible and this one this is one of the most amazing things i could have ever thought would happen uh that was the coach of the of paradise uh high school i like that name cool what paradise high school yeah yeah it's pretty cool so his name the coach's name is jason Iyer. uh he said to the other team, your community is awesome, and we are forever grateful. Did they win? They didn't put that in there. Oh. I, that that I makes me think they That win. would make me think they didn't win. Oh, yeah. So um, not only did they get the equipment and all that kind of stuff, everybody on the team got a $300 gift card, and mm. uh, they also got a truckload of supplies and clothing for their families. Wow. And after the game, they were all invited to a banquet of warm food prepared by the Forest Lake families. mm yeah, so they really rallied around these folks. That's great, and um, I thought that was a beautiful story because that's just kind of that's just. I know it's hard, and everything's kind of. Did separated. they show the picture of the team? They did. They all took a. They all took a team photo. Any together. black people
2: in there? Um, I don't
1: know. Oh, I just. Wanted, I just wanted to. Know. I don't know. I just wanted to ask. Um. Eh, no, 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 it doesn't look like it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you asked. I, I wasn't gonna. I don't know. No, it, no, there aren't any black people in the photo. <laughs> Um, but it's paradise. It's paradise, California, small town. I don't know. I don't know the ge- the geographic uh, statistics of California, but mm-hmm. no, there aren't any black people in the photo. Okay. Um, but it's not. That's besides the point, France. Yeah, I just wanted to know. It's besides the point, I thought this story is beautiful because it what, is beautiful. What this, what this, what this country needs, the world needs, what this country needs is just we need unity, man. Everything's so devi- divisive. Everybody's picking a side. Everybody's picking a team. And I understand that sometimes it's necessary. I understand the uh, divisiveness in the country, but sometimes we just need to be able to go, look, man, you're on hard times. You know, come, come get a meal at my house, you know, reach out to your neighbor, show love. I think we just need to just be able to put things aside for even for a moment, even if it's just a brief moment and just say, Hey man, I'm a human being. My blood is red. You know, I'm an American. I love this country. Let's hug. Whether, whether I, I, uh, think that there are things about this country that need to be changed tremendously, which I do. I still love living in America. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Mm. I, I I don't feel I don't feel like I'm closed minded or like I'm a simple American thinking that. I would love to travel the world, but just because where I was born and what I love about this country, I wouldn't want to wake up tomorrow and never have lived in America. It's a great. It's a melting pot. You know, I'm, I've met amazing people here, so I don't want to live anywhere else. I just want the country to catch up to how I feel a little bit, or meet me in the middle, you know? And until then, I think that there can be moments where there's civility in the world. That's all I'm calling for, is Just a little civility. Anyway, Fran, I'm passing the torch to you. Please, if you have a good vibe story, I would love to hear it. Yeah.
2: So my good vibe this week is, an inspiring new report from Facebook shows that social media can be used as an invaluable tool, tool for good. As much as I hate social media, yeah, I'm learning a lot, mm-hmm. but I still do hate it. Yeah. Door. The platform recently announced that their fundraising tool and donate buttons. I don't know. Have you have if you seen that?
1: On like what Facebook? Yeah. Donate what to like a cause? Yeah. I haven't seen that. I mean. Oh uh, wait, no, I did actually. I'm not, I'll tell you. After you I'll tell okay. you my my uh anecdotal to what you're saying at the okay. when we finished. If it's the
2: same thing, is it like a pop up? No, no, it's, this, no, is, it's this like is crazy. T- this okay. is nuts. It's bad. All right, I'll tell you. So the platform recently announced that their fundraising tool and donate buttons have collectively raised over $1 billion for nonprofits mm. and personal causes since it since it was launched in, t- in 2015. Mm. According to Facebook's newsroom, over 200, oh, I'm sorry, over 20 million people have utilized the tools by either donate, donating or creating their own fundraising wow. Fundraiser. Mm-hmm. The initiative have been so successful with over 1 million nonprofits across 19 countries receiving direct donations from social media. Facebook says that they will soon be launching the fundraising tools in Australia and Canada. Oh wow. 20 uh what I say? 1 billion. That's a lot. That's a lot of fucking money. Yes. Uh addis- is a money printer, man. Yes. Additionally, the company plans on celebrating the year's giving Tuesday by matching up to 7 million in donations for all US-based non-profit fundraisers happening on Facebook that day. Oh, wow. Which I think is awesome. So, that's my... That's that's it for my... Okay, uh, wow. But yeah. I thought... I think that... I didn't know... I didn't I haven't seen the button, I don't think. I've never I think I don't never noticed it, but it's like a little hand with a heart in it. Yeah. If anybody have seen it on Facebook, I haven't seen it
1: though. There's so many new things on Facebook, like yeah. the the they have like a Craigslist kind of thing on Facebook. I've never even looked at Marketplace? Into. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've used that. You, yeah. they, you can find some really cool stuff in there, mm-hmm. I heard. I haven't I haven't looked I haven't seen it, but um as far as the donation th- the donation thing, I was watching Dr. Phil mm-hmm. last week and there was a woman who made up a donation cause saying, to, to, like, donate to me, my husband's a firefighter, he's fighting these California wildfires, I'm pregnant, I need money to, you know, it's been rough, Christmas is coming up, and it turned out she wasn't pregnant, Oh, she didn't have a husband, and she was a scammer, and she just went on Dr. Phil to tell her story, but she was getting money through Facebook as well.
2: I mean, is that illegal? For you to be like... To trick people out of money? Not tricking people, but what if she was sitting like, I need help?
1: No, that's not and illegal. And then people just... If people want to give you money, they want oh, okay. to help a cause. Right. But if you do it under false pretenses, I don't know if it's illegal, <laughs> but it should be.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Like, if you up. get
1: a half a million dollars from a lie, you trick people into giving you money. Now, what if, yeah. What if...
2: Hmm.
1: What uh, if you just me, come
2: out and be honest? Like, hey, I, need, I, need, I need, money. need some money.
1: No, that's not illegal. You can ask. For, that's like being a, a person with a cup on the street.
2: I think people will give me... I may try it.
1: Hey, man. Go for it. Hmm. Hey man, keeping it a hundred. You know, I just need some gas money. is a lot. Gas, is, <laughs> gas is almost three dollars, and I gotta pay for groceries. And I could just use a couple dollars a month.
2: I mean, what if you just be like, straight up, I want to hit one million dollars. Just send me a dollar, everybody.
1: You can, you can do that. You have every right to do that, but you have to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't. don't know, hit, I want to hit a million dollars. Let me That's... take that back. I don't know if you have to be, but this woman definitely is getting death threats. Like, oh um, all yeah, that, all that stuff. People are upset with her. But for me, I think this follows a trend. Now, if you. Really see a person that needs help and you want to help them out and they're asking for help. That's one thing. But like when that kid, I don't really remember how it turned out. That kid that had the weird head and he had made that bullying video. uh, Keaton, his name was Keaton. This happened like maybe two years ago. His mom filmed him him getting bullied in the car. And all these celebrities came out. Chris, uh, the guy that plays Captain America, came out. I want to invite you to the premiere of the new Avengers movie. Everybody was showing him love and everything like that. And then his mom made a GoFundMe. If you choose to donate to that, that's your business. But why are you giving them money? Right. He was bullied. Yeah. Giving him money isn't going to make him not bullied. So a lot of times these videos that come out that are sad or funny or whatever, somebody doing doing whatever that's not a homeless person. It's just like sad. So a lot of people's answer to that is, oh, I'm going to give them money. So people make a GoFundMe. But you shouldn't give people money because they're sad. Mm-hmm. Now, this lady said that her husband was a firefighter and that she was pregnant. She just lied. She lied. Yeah. But if the story seems sad and she was asking for money and you choose to come out of your pocket and donate, that's cool. I prefer to donate money to, like, a cause. Yeah. I don't give money to person personally to people that often because I don't know if they're telling the truth. You know? When I have a couple extra dollars, I donate to the Innocence Project because I believe that what they're doing is very important. They're getting people out of jail who have been wrongly accused of crimes, and I believe in that. And so when I have a few extra dollars, I go and donate to the Innocence Project. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go just donate to Steve because his lawnmower is broken. Hmm. I need a lawnmower too, Steve. I mean, but if they bring, I mean, it's not like he's,
2: he's been honest though. Like, Hey, I need a new lawnmower. Yeah, man. But like, if but you, but you, you know, down talking him. I mean, he's not like, hes not out there lying for him to get a new lawnmower. Sure.
1: But if Steve has a lawnmower, that means Steve has a lawn. Now Steve goes, I want a lawnmower so I can cut grass. Cause I don't have a job and I would like to start cutting grass and start a company. Yo, here. Here's $20 for sure. Mm-hmm. But if you're Steve and you have a job and you just don't have the money, like I, I'm not going to say a girl's name, but we have a mutual friend on Facebook that at one point she had started a GoFundMe for people to buy her a camera cuz she wanted to be a photographer. Mm. Why in the hell would I pay for somebody's recreational activity? Now. I feel like that's personal. It is personal. Yeah. Why should I why should you have every right to make a GoFundMe, yeah. but if your goal for that money that you want from me is mm-hmm. to buy, is that, that'd be like, man, I love watching basketball, but it would look a whole lot better on an 80-inch TV. Mm-hmm. Can y'all give me money so I can get an 80-inch television? Mm-hmm. What?
2: Everybody everybody has a right to say no. I don't see the problem with that, to be honest with you. I don't see.
1: I don't see a problem with it either. I, I think see for a
2: you, it's a, it's a problem with you
1: it is, personally. It is, it is, it is. Anybody? Yeah.
2: Anybody else, I feel like they, no. Fine, okay, no. I feel like you're taking it to the next level.
1: How am I taking it to the next level by saying that's like,
2: ridiculous? Thing. Why in the hell? I mean, yeah, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't either. I, it ain't happening.
1: But you have every. I I believe you have the right. <laughs> I believe you have the right to ask. Yeah. Okay, that's what I mean. I believe you have the right to For ask. I think it's a ridiculous <laughs> ask. I don't think that's correct. I think that's a ridiculous ask to go. I want to be a photographer. Buy me a camera. World. What? Better go ask your mom or something. You know, ask a family member. If you don't have any family members, get on your hustle. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know how I get down, man. Yeah. I go I'll out. Work. Yeah, man, know, work, you, yeah, man. we work hard, working man. Shit. If I want something, I go get my. I go to Target. I get a book, a coloring book for kids. I get me some translucent paper. I get my traces together. Mm. I put my color, custom color colors on it. You ever seen a purple Mario? No. Guess what? I got one. Two ninety nine. You flip enough of them, <laughs> you can buy as many cameras as you want. You gotta have a hustle. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I got too much pride to do stuff like that. So sure, would, but that's would, what I'm saying. That, would, that's how I feel about. it. I'm like, have some pride, man. Why are you out here asking people for n- non necessities? If yeah. you if you ask, hey, I'm hungry, man. I need I need groceries. Mm-hmm. That that hurts me. I would
2: love to help you with that. Yeah, but then I need facts. I need I need to see some proof. Well, that's I, worse than I, what I'm we about. had. We had friends that asked for some diapers. <laughs> I was like, and it was like, you know, can I get some money for my baby needs to eat. You got to show me that baby or something.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. You got to show me your baby's rib hey, or something. Hey, man, show me the baby.
2: Show me something. I'm not just going to give you. I work hard for mine. Yeah,
1: exactly. But that's what I'm saying. But anyway, we seem to be right around the same <laughs> the same point. So what I'm going to do is I'm gonna, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some fucked up shit. To take us out off my original point, I'm going to play We Are The World by everybody from the 80s. So stick around. And when we come back. Michael Jackson? Like, at Michael Jackson, Prince, Quincy Jones, yeah, Sidney Lauper, everybody was in that damn song. So sit back, enjoy this, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about
0: some the fucked up shit.
1: Alright, and we are back. And because technically I did go first last week, I also went only. Fran, why don't you go ahead and uh, start us off this week. What is your affirmative murder, please?
2: So my affirmative murder is about this this Asian couple. Mm-hmm. Chinese, Asian, same thing, right?
1: I would say no. so. No. It's, not, <laughs> it's uh, not? I guess it's on the continent of Asia. But it's Chinese. They're Chinese.
2: Okay, okay, we're going to say
1: Chinese. Couple. Yeah, it's like Chinese.
2: They have a picture of them and... One thing I don't understand is pictures of the peop- person's face, uh-huh. but the eyes are blurred out.
1: I don't get that. Not to be racist, but in a, it, with a Chinese person, that might work. Oh, I mean, okay. that might work. They all kind of have the same texture of hair, typically, mm. and similar facial features. I guess you could say the same thing about a black person, but the hair always gives it away. We're doing a lot with hair these days. Yeah. So dreads, twisties, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if you know that person, you know that person. Yeah. Like if you covered if I covered your eyes, mm-hmm. I'd know that was you. Yeah. I know what you But hair I mean, I feel like.
2: like you can do that with anybody though. I know that's Mike. Yeah. Cover his eyes. I I know it's him.
1: That's a good point. Sorry to all the Chinese folks. I was trying to I was trying to make that con- was a bit I was, racist. I was trying to make connectivity and it didn't really work that way. And I felt it as it was coming out, it felt a little bit racist. Yeah. But I'm not gonna turn back and <laughs> turn around on my words. Yeah, you was uh, too deep in Yeah, right. I already tried to make a point. I didn't land it. But that's okay. Hey man, <laughs> continue your story.
2: So a thirty four year old was presumed dead after a car he borrowed was found in the river, though his body was not was never recovered. He did not tell his wife his alleged plan, and she believed he had died. She drowned herself, and their children three weeks later, after posting a suicide note online. Oh
1: wow! What? Oh, I did hear about this. Did you hear about this? Oh wow! The man
2: who police said was surnamed He uh-huh. turned himself into the police. Um. Yeah, he turned himself into the police and. Ex- Exhun County? Oh. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce those words, so I'll just assume that's what it says. Okay. So he did that last Friday. This article came out in I'm sorry, October 17th of 2018. Mm. So he has been detained on charges of insurance fraud and international damage. I'm sorry, intentional damage to property. Exhun police said in his statement uh in a which is a, is a, on a statement in WeChat, which is a social media platform, I guess that's over there in China or whatever. Okay. Uh so he turned himself in after his wife and she dr- I believe she, what I said, she drowned herself. I don't think that's possible. Yeah. She drowned the kids and she killed herself, but she put a suicide note, you know, before she did those things. Yeah. Wow. So in early September, Mr. He which is a cool name. Mr. He bought an insurance plan worth one one million yuan, urine. Ooh. Without his wife's knowledge. Okay. So basically He's rich. Now. We've heard this story before.
1: Yeah. This 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 just got interesting.
2: Yeah. It took a career. I I've never I don't think I've read a story where somebody did that and then It was just a coincidence. It was just yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like she killed herself because her husband was gone. She thought her husband was dead. That's what I think. What do wait, you think?
1: Wait, wait. He faked his death? He
2: faked his death. He took out an insurance policy... On himself. On his wife... Wa- uh, y- well, say... It took out ins- um.
1: That would make more sense if it was on himself. He bought an
2: insurance he plan bought an with insurance one million without his wife's
1: knowledge. So that's what it says. It's your story, but I feel like it makes more sense if he faked his own... De- because. I took it out. How lot he do that, That's a lot of confidence to think... Well, if I fake my death, my wife will definitely kill herself. That's crazy. You know? Be- because, but but if, if you kill yourself and took out a life insurance policy on your wife, you how would you spend the money?
2: How would you get the money if you did it on yourself? I well, don't know how insurance policies work, to be honest with you. Well,
1: I, you can take out life insurance on yourself. Oh, oh okay. I didn't know that. And then if you find a way to defraud the government and convince, them <laughs> that, and convince them that you're dead, your wife will get the money. And then you just come out from whatever box you built in the woods and... Spend money, but he got it though. Well, then, yeah, never mind. I, I guess he he th- got the money. I guess he was so confident that well, then maybe maybe it was. A co- I guess it could have been a coincidence, right? But I don't know. I You're don't not in the story. That it could be a coincidence because if he killed if if she killed herself,
2: his wife was named a ben- beneficiary.
1: Yeah, but it was life insurance on her, right?
2: I don't know how it works. I don't yeah, have I don't. life insurance. I don't know.
1: Life insurance works like this. If I take out life insurance on myself and I die, mm-hmm. then my next of kin, or if I write a special leave behind the letter, mm-hmm. like me and Sierra aren't married, right. but if I left behind a letter saying I want Sierra to have my money, that's my will, mm-hmm. that's my right. That's, right. that's who the money would go to. Right. I know that. If, okay. if Sierra took out a life insurance policy on herself mm-hmm. and she died then and she left the money to me, I would get the money. So if he took out a life insurance policy on his wife, that's his wife. So the money would go to him. But how would he know how would he know she was gonna do that? Is what I'm you know, so but like you said before, in every story I've ever heard of this where the wife died, the kids died, the husband's still alive, he gets money. There's some foul play there always. Yeah. But continue your story.
2: He disappeared. Yes, cra- he supposedly faked, he crashed the car, his faked his death. My guess is she, she depressed, I guess. Uh-huh. Killed herself, killed the kids. Fuck it, we don't but have my husband his, anymore. But he faked his death. But they didn't know.
1: But but to me, again, I don't know anything about Chinese culture. That's an insane assumption to make is that if I kill myself, my wife will kill herself. And mm. then I'll get the money. Eh, okay. I see what you're saying. Like, said. if I fake my death, the result of me faking my death will be that my wife kills herself. Uh-huh. And maybe he didn't think about the kids, her killing the kids, too. But to take out life, if that's his plan, that's like, that's he should go play the lottery next. <laughs> because the odds of that working out, no, no sensible person would say that would work out. If you went and go, you went, yeah, man, I kind of don't love my wife anymore. So what I'm going to do is, I took out a life insurance policy on her last week, right? I'm going to fake my death. When I do that, she will be so grief stricken that she will kill herself. Then I will reappear and collect the money from her life insurance. Then getting rid of my wife, and having a million dollars and having my kids.
2: What if they had like a previous conversation, you know, before that and was like, "If I die, you gonna you kill know, yourself." Well, what would happen, you know, if I if I die? What would you do? And she goes,
1: "I would kill myself," and then he goes, "Got it. I'll be right back." Yep. And then he went to the health insurance, the life insurance store. I don't really know how it works either. My <laughs> friend just got married yesterday, and we don't know how life insurance works, nope. so we're not doing adulting very well. You go to the life insurance store mm. and get. One life insurance, one life one life insurance, please. <laughs> and then they ring it up, press yeah. the buttons on the cash register, and they give you your life insurance uh, in a bag mm-hmm. and then you bring it back and you go, Now I'm gonna go kill myself pretend to kill myself and then my wife will kill myself because she said she would. Yeah. That's a bold uh plan. Bold plan He had
2: to have some type of again. He has probably has some, he has some facts somewhere. He has, he knew something he knew about something. I feel like it was a conversation there where he was like, Okay, I got it. Yeah, she told me what she was gonna do. I believe her. Uh huh. I love her too, but yeah. you know,
1: she seems like she's about that life.
2: Yeah, I don't have any money, so yeah.
1: But the kids part, he couldn't have. That couldn't have been his thought. No, I'm still gonna say this wasn't any of his thought. Maybe he faked his own death, and it had nothing to do with this. That's
2: still I do. possible. I do. I just think she was just so depressed. She
1: was just like, "Fuck it, killing everybody." Uh, every, I'm just,
2: We our family relied so much on him
1: and he was broke so now we're done the only breadwinner we had was didn't have any bread so now we really don't have any bread yep so i'm gonna kill everybody to, to spare us yep in her mind yeah and to him it was like oh shit this is all speculation of course yeah we're all we're just guessing um yeah that's crazy as hell
2: but yeah i don't know that would be crazy if he guessed on that
1: yeah (laughs) <laughs> That's what he had his bet on. Like, yeah, man. If I, if I, in my life, pretendly, she'll in herself, like Her, she'll in her life for realsies. <laughs> That's he should go back. He yeah. should go play the lottery, man. He should go play the lottery. That's all I'm gonna say.
2: So on September 19th, Mister He used a borrowed vehicle to fake his own death in a car crash. Police said he was found to have loans of more than a hundred thousand yuan. Mm. On the 11th of October, the bodies of his 31-year-old wife, their 4-year-old son, and 3-year-old daughter were found in a pond near their home. Mm. From what I read, they the two, the two kids drowned. They uh-huh. found all three bodies in the pond. Right, right. How do you, as far as her, how do you she, drown
1: yourself? Because she took some pills. Okay. That's the best thing I would right. think of is like, you drown the kids, take 8 Vicodin, 8 Xanax or something, and then just lay there, maybe... You know, you ever tread water in a pool? Mm-hmm. Just tread water till you fall asleep. You'll sink to the bottom of that pool, like a or a pond or whatever. You'll sink to the bottom of that like a stone. Once you fall asleep, I want to know
2: they had they must have had way more going on than
1: a hundred thousand dollars in debt. That's a lot of money, man. When you don't have any, <laughs> you ever you ever been like had a bill due and you know you don't have the money due? You don't have anywhere even near the money. Yeah, if mm-hmm. that's a very. Uh, Anxiety fueling situation where you're like, "Oh, I owe y'all a thousand dollars, and I don't have any dollars." Times that by a hundred, mm. you know, where it's like, "Oh, I couldn't even pay you That's something. Like, yeah, I can't even put something on it." It's like a hole. It's like you feel like you're in a hole, like a literally a hole, and you can't climb out of it. That is that is real, man. That is for that I I, I wholeheartedly understand somebody killing themselves because they owe too much money. I fully, I wouldn't do it, but I fully understand, like, oh, my life is ruined. Yeah. And they'll come and take everything. My house, I'll be embarrassed. My family will be on the streets. Mm. I'll just kill us all. I, under, I understand it. I wouldn't do it. But I understand, like, oh, I'm a prideful person. The shame of this would ruin me. My, my kids will be taken away from me. I'll end up on the streets. Who knows what I'll have to do to survive. I don't want to be alive anymore.
2: Or maybe listen to this. Maybe... He his plan was to fake his death. Okay. To get the insurance policy. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. But
1: Uh-huh. But you'd wh- only get the insurance policy if you took the life insurance out on you. And from what you told okay. me, he took it out on his wife. Okay.
2: But go ahead. But he didn't he didn't want to tell his wife. Okay. Which he didn't. But mm-hmm. his he wanted to do this plan secretly. Uh huh. So he could fake his death, mm-hmm. be off the radar, mm-hmm. get the money. Maybe pay off death, death. I don't know, or yes. take the money, move his family, mm-hmm. but the whole thing took a twist,
1: and then his wife just killed everybody. The only hole in your story for me is that he took the life insurance out on his wife. This whole story for me, yeah, you, right. would make whole. You're right. you're I would, right. I would have no questions if he hmm. faked his death. Because he had life insurance on himself. Wait. And okay. So when turn, you put it, his, when,
2: okay, when you put life, when you, when it's on yourself, it goes to you. It's go. It goes to.
1: It's life. It's insurance on your life. Yeah, if and it goes to somebody to else. You, your month. Your family will be taken care of.
2: Right. So it was on him, because his wife is the beneficiary.
1: That's what it said. Yeah. I't you told me. I'm. You. You said the wife. That's what, that's what I said. His wife was the. His was, wife was the beneficiary. Yeah, and and she didn't know she was. She, right. This all makes sense. Folks, the last 15 minutes of the podcast, <laughs> scratch all of it. I don't have any questions anymore. He faked his death because he his wife would get the money, mm-hmm. but he didn't intend for her to really think she was dead because he didn't want to tell her mm-hmm. because he wanted it to work out smoothly. That's what, was, by,
2: that's what I was going to Yeah,
1: But by not telling her, she was so grief-stricken by his death yep. that she killed her and, her, and, his, whole, and his whole family. And, fuck and his whole he planet. doesn't get any money now because he faked his own death, and that's insurance fraud, and he'll probably go to jail. Yeah. See, I was under the assumption that you were saying he took out life insurance on his wife. No. And that didn't make any sense. Now, the puzzles that fit together like a Rubik's Cube, that <laughs> all makes sense. Yes, that was a terrible plan, but it was way better than the plan that I thought it was for the last 15 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, apologies to everybody else for my confusion. Uh, yes, he faked his own death, and his wife thought it was real, and so she killed their whole family.
2: Yep, killed old whole family, and then Mr. Yee turned himself in the next day. Mm-hmm. Um... He, he had earlier posted a video online, which was later widely circulated, in which he was crying and saying he had borrowed money to pay for treatment for his three-year-old daughter, who mm. suffered from epilepsy. Uh. Um, the incident has been widely talked about across Chinese social media over the past week, sparking conversations about financial pressure and, f- and, f- and family issues. Yeah. The hashtag, man fake, fake death, leading wife's death.
1: That's a long hashtag. Yes.
2: Um it's been viewed over 29 million times mm. on a on a microblogging site Weibo. Oh. Maybe that's a like a
1: wee news uh it's in the wee news umbrella. Yeah. Okay.
2: Social media users um have been unsympathetic towards Mr. He's situation. Sure. Thousands on the popular on the on the popular Sina Weibo micro microblog have been discussing the case With many saying they find his apology insincere. Mm -hmm. But others note the tragedy of the situation with one saying that this is an instance of being, quote, something too unimaginable to think about. Oh, for sure. Uh, So it was saying in a a Beijing based lawyer said that, you know, this whole thing is going to be impossible or difficult to prove in court that, you know. What he did was...
1: You oh, know, to get him off? Yeah, to get away. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you're, what you're trying to convince... Even if you could, you're such a piece of shit, nobody cares. You're going to jail. Because at best, you can convince them that, oh, no, I love my family so much, and I did this for my family, but they were so grief-stricken when I pretended to kill myself that they killed themselves. I didn't know that was going to happen. But it's like, okay, but you defrauded the government, mm-hmm. you lied to an insurance company, and you lied to your whole family. You faked your death. So we don't care... It, we don't care it, what if you didn't intend for these consequences to happen. You, this whole thing started off with you breaking the law. Yeah. So I don't care if you loved your kids. That's sad that they're dead, but you did something really wrong. Mm-hmm. And this is the consequences of that. It's an extreme consequence. You would think the worst consequence would be like you get caught. Yeah, you go to jail. That's yeah, it. not only did he get caught, his whole family thought he was dead. So yeah. they, he, the mother killed, lost her mind and killed herself.
2: He probably was going to take that money. If, it, if everything would have went as planned, he probably took that money. They probably ran off.
1: You never know, right?
2: But now, since he got caught and all this shit happened, you ha- I was hit. doing something for it.
1: That's going to be what he tries to do. Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. I loved my kids. I wanted to pay off the debt and we move away. And I, um, you know, yeah. yeah. So he, people can be like, I see why oh, he yeah, did it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's almost like John Q, except way worse and Weasley. Mm you know, I love that movie. That's such a good movie. I don't know if in, who, whoever is out there has not seen John Q starring Denzel Washington. His son has a heart condition. The insurance of America is terrible, and they refuse to help him pay for his child's heart surgery that he needs. And so he goes into a hospital and he says, Y'all are going to give my son a heart. Yep. He chains the hospital up and takes everybody hostage. And his son ends up getting a heart after a bunch of craziness. You know, I won't give away too much of the um, plot, um, but. Uh, a bunch of crazy stuff happens in that movie. John Q went to the wall for his kid and doing didn't do it in some weaselly way, faking his death and disappearing and all this kind of thing. He went straight to the, the the hospital won't give me a heart. Y'all are gonna give me a heart <laughs> now. So shout out to John Q and Denzel. Um but yeah, that's- so that was the
2: story of Mr. He of that terrible that terrible yeah. I, you know. This is a bad plan. I feel sorry for his rest in peace and
1: his family. Rest in peace for sure. But um, That was a terrible plan. Yeah, terrible plan. Way better plan than what I initially thought it was. I initially, when you were like, I thought when I thought you said he took out life insurance on his wife and then faked his death, I was like, that doesn't make any sense, and that would never work. <laughs> then we got it figured out. Yeah, it makes way more sense. Still a stupid plan. And
2: this is a recent story too. This happened this year.
1: Also, to fully uh go full circle on how disconnected we are, folks. It's been a couple weeks. Get, you know, this isn't gonna be. Um, you know, we, we don't have our normal in-syncness. I had not heard that story before. I thought that was the story of that woman who killed those, that family's three children. Like, she hit them with their car. That happened, like, in Oklahoma a couple weeks ago. Mm. And when I heard three kids, I thought it was that story. So, I had never heard that story before. Oh, Mixed up with a, another story from a completely different country. So, we are not on the same page at all <laughs> today. But it's all right, man. Uh, we're going to get through this. Um, and um, we'll, be better. <laughs> we'll be better next week. We promise. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, it's my turn to close out the show and tell you some fucked up shit, so stay tuned. Alright, and we are back. Before I jump into my affirmative murder this week, I want to give a quick shout-out to Liz Coleccio who brought something to my attention and fully uh, steered the course of my affirmative murder this week, which was that, one, November is Native American Heritage Month, so I want to give a shout-out to the indigenous people of this country who were here first and were completely uh, screwed over by the forefathers of this country and had their land stolen and were given diseases and left disenfranchised and uh, those t- ho- horrible things that continue today. Uh, and also, I, I had you hear whispers because, you, you know, we're in the true crime world, but I had not. It's again, it's that it's that implicit bias. You know, it's like I don't know. I'm not Native American, so I don't keep up on all the latest Native American news. You know, it's like it's not intentional. It's just you don't look for what you don't relate to. You know, if, if, as bad as that sounds, mm-hmm. but apparently there's for for years, apparently this has been happening. Um, there have been women just disappearing, being raped, being murdered on these tribes. These these indigenous women have been being raped and murdered and disappearing on these tribal lands in these uh, states that have. Uh, uh, Native American populations and so I went and did some research and I wanted to just this isn't a specific story Mm -hmm. it's just kind of a rundown on one of some of the big reasons why uh, it's so hard for these indigenous women to get justice in these tribal lands so I just wanted to just do a quick kind of it's almost like it's going to be like an episode of Law and Order pretty much Mm -hmm. so uh, this is my affirmative murder this week more of a story So uh, on an early morning in June 2012 on the Fort Berthold Indian Reservation in West in Western North Dakota, tribal officer Nathan Sanchez was nearing the end of his shift shift when he noticed a frantic stirring in the cattails along the uh, alongside the road. And, you know, cattails. All right. No. Cattails are those things that in all the cartoons that are by like swamps and stuff that look like corn dogs. The tall, the tall things they yeah. got the little brown stick I on the tip yeah, about, yeah those yeah. Mm-hmm. so that's what that's what cattails are hmm. uh, I never knew what they were called until either. I read this I, just, I thought that was a fun fact I just call them those like the brown things yeah uh, a girl emerged her jeans were wet her halter top fall into her waist and Sanchez approached her with his car and asked what happened the girl in hysterics mumbled that she had been raped and took off running Sanchez caught her on foot He saw she was white and not a member of the tribe. He recalled saying, ma'am, though she was only 16. I know you're upset, but I need you to get out here. I need you to get out of here. He wrapped her in a blanket and led her to the car. Was the man who raped her Indian, she asked? She said he was. Sanchez met criminal investigator Angela Cummings at the police station in Newtown, a low brick building that doubles as the Civic Center. And Cummings took the girl into a private room. The victim had run away from Texas to find her father who worked in the the, back in oil fields. He had refused to let her stay with him. And in the weeks that followed, she'd lived with an acquaintance on the reservation. So she, you know, ran to find her father and her father was like, nah, I left for a reason. I don't want, I don't want kids. I'm working here. You can't stay with me. Sorry. So is he responsible for what happened to his daughter? Yeah, for sure. Uh, The night before Sanchez found her, an oil worker at a bar in Newtown had bought her drinks and taken her to his camper. She remembered only that several men and a woman were having sex. Just do it, someone had said as a man climbed on top of her. Were any of the men Indian? Cummings asked. No, the girl said this time. This was a crucial question, because if the girl's rapist was, in fact, an enrolled member of the Native American tribe, then Cummings had every right to continue the investigation. But now the girl struggled through her shock and inebriation to recall the story, which is completely understandable. Mm-hmm. She's been through this traumatic experience. There was alcohol involved. So was he Native American? Was he Hispanic? Like, uh, You know, so she said yes at first and then she said no. Right. But I'm going to explain to you why that's an important question. The men, she believed, had been white and Latino. If true, then the right to investigate and prosecute the case belonged not to Cummings, nor to the U.S. attorney, but to the state. Cummings said, I did what I could. But in the end, she called a county deputy to take the girl off the reservation. In 1978, the Supreme Court case Oliphant v. Suquamish stripped tribes of the right to arrest and prosecute non-indians who commit crimes on indian land so basically if you go into a tribal reservation and you punch somebody in the face that's Mm -hmm. assault right but you're not a member of the tribe so the tribal police can't arrest you wow they have to call the state police and the state police have to come and get you so Sounds they have like they, they're powerless against people who aren't in their tribe. Right. Dang. Even though we're all on American land and I know there's like So they got a different set of police? Mm? That's crazy. Indian tribes are completely separate from like American laws and you know, they they live in their reservations that have been given to them. That was their reparations. Wow. That's why, you know, they, they have these you know, certain areas in certain countries that are heavily populated by Native Americans, and they're allowed to open up casinos on that land. It's like they they have their own certain set of rules as a way of giving them reparations. Wow. But they were so... But can Americans go to those casinos? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's tourists. It's like a tourist. You know, it's, it's tourism. But they were so decimated by everything that happened in the taking of this country that giving them casinos and... Having to prove that they're, you know, the percentage of their Native Americanness and all this I ain't kind of look stuff. That up. Yeah, that's, it's pretty, it, it's, it's pretty crazy. But this was something I didn't know about about the rules and the laws, or if you're not a tribesman, if you are a tribesman. But there's like different variations. So that's one. If you're... what does it called? Uh, what? The the area. What is it? What oh, do they this call was it? this is from this is from North Dakota.
2: I mean, like, what do they what do they call their area? Uh, like, is an they... Indian reservation. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Or Native American Reservation. I don't, I don't know why we still call them Indians, because Christopher Columbus was a piece of shit, and this isn't yep. India, and he thought it was when he got here, and so he just called them Indians, and they were like, no, this isn't India. And he's like, whatever, Indians. And it stuck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's the history of America. Uh,
2: Man, they teach, they teach you about that guy like he was a goddamn hero.
1: Right? It's pretty crazy. That's insane. Yeah, he was a drunk, and I think he was a rapist. Christopher Columbus was a big piece of shit. That's insane. Um... So yeah, so that was one variation. Non non Indians who commit crimes on the land uh, are free from ju- uh, prosecution by the Indian tribal police. Mm. If both victim and per- if if both victim and perpetrator are non Indian, a county or state officer must make the arrest. So if neither one of them, like if if me and you were like, hey man, let's go to that Indian reservation and go gamble, and we start fighting, they can't even uh, get involved. Wow. You know, I mean, I guess they could break it up. But they can't like, we're gonna throw you in the drunk tank for the night. They can't do any of that. It's out of their jurisdiction. That's crazy. So it's just like a whole different It's like a different country. That's it's like a different country. I didn't know it was like that. It's like a different country and you're a foreign ambassador in their country, so they can't touch you. Wow. Yeah, it's like hey. So what is it, what if if it's the other way around? Uh I think there's a variation on that one. Oh, okay. uh... Yeah, if the perpetrator is non-Indian and the victim is an enrolled member, only a federally certified agent has the right. Oh, yeah. If it's if, if, if it's if the opposite is true, like I said, like if the perpe if you get t- if me and you go to the casino mm-hmm. and you get attacked by a member of the reservation, mm-hmm. then a tribal officer can make the arrest. But the case still goes to federal court. But what if they're not on the I mean, what if they came here? Oh, just then they deal with they deal with our laws. Okay. It's only Okay. They are the ones that are restricted. Oh, okay. America's not like United States of America isn't restricted. They have their tribe. So it's almost like you know, America the American government said, Yeah, man, I was fucked up. We gave you got smallpox blankets. We cheated you out of land. We kind of wiped out your uh culture and yeah. a lot of your people. But here you can stay here and you have your own rules. But not all the rules we get to say some of the stuff you can and can't do so you have all you have you can make your own rules within reason of what we say basically you have your own rules as pertaining to your people yeah our people you don't tell them what to do is basically what it was now
2: is this like a favor i don't know too much on the history of that so is this like a favor of for
1: the operation okay it's like oh we did something fucked up you know, right. black people okay. were supposed to get 40 acres and a mule. Th- th- so the whole argument about reparations for black people was that black people were supposed to, every black person who was a freed slave when uh, slavery was abolished was, was supposed to get 40 acres and a mule. Mm-hmm. That did not happen. So people who are still calling for that now are like, you owe us, uh, what do they call that? Interest. You Fault know, the on the 40 acres and a mule. Right and calculated that by from the time to now, yeah, we didn't every black it. person should get 5000000 million. I'm like, you're not going to get that, man. I'm not arguing about the logic. I'm just saying the U.S. government is not going to give every black person $5 million or whatever calculation you've done from mm-hmm. what the value of 40 acres in a mule was in 1865 times the last 200 years. It's just not going to... That's not going to happen, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't really know what the... I don't know how to make that situation right, but... What I do know is, especially after this whole Donald Trump wave, the United States government is like, man, fuck, uh, we're not apologizing for anything. Mm. What happened, happened. Get over it. That's just how we feel. We're America now. And if you got a problem with that, I don't give a fuck. You can leave. Yeah. So you're definitely not going to get uh, whatever the interest on 40 acres and a mule was times 160 years or whatever.
2: Even if it did happen, we'd be dropping like flies. What do you mean? I like, if, if it's
1: like, oh, you know, we got to give
2: every black person a million dollars. Oh, and just be less be black be dropping,
1: people? We would be dropping like flies. Oh, yeah, the purge would happen. Yep. Be less black people to give the money to.
2: Yeah, we're not going to talk. We're not going
1: to there. Oh, have we stepped into the conspiracy territory? Yeah, exactly. Let's move on, man. I'm going to get back to my story, <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, even if both parties are tribal members, a U.S. attorney often assumes the case. Since tribal courts lack the authority to sentence defendants to more than three years in prison so now on top of all of that even if me and you are both native american people and we're on tribal land and i uh third degree assault you or something like really brutally beat you up and it becomes something that's more severe than uh i don't know child uh um not paying making your child support payments or something where you get 18 months in jails whatever if it's anything more than three years the court the courts of the tribes don't have the authority to sentence somebody to more than three years in prison so the federal government has to get involved and try the case that seems like oh problem. so it's like it's like you it's like you built this whole imaginary land for these people and gave them fake authority but, but then only when can, something really serious happens you're like alright we're, yeah. we're gonna step in it only and take can go but them. so high yeah mm-hmm. and in this world criminals can thrive cause it's so much like oh do I do this or do you do this or do you do this he's 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 a He's not a tribe member but she is and who do I call? Who does this? And then by that time the fucking guys like walked away or the yeah, girls, you know, they're gone. Or they <laughs> slipped through the cracks or whatever, you know. That's it's madness. It's chaos, man. So um Yeah. So back back to what I was saying about uh even if they're they're both tribal members and they don't and it becomes something more serious and the federal government must step in. So uh the result of this has been a jurisdictional tangle that often makes prosecuting crimes committed in Indian country prohibitively difficult, prohibited. I almost said prohibitively difficulty. Uh, it makes uh, prosecuting these crimes prohibitively difficult. In 2011, the U S justice department did not prosecute 65% of rape cases reported on reservations. According to department records, one of one in three Native American women are raped during their lifetimes. Mm. Two and a half times the likelihood for an average American woman. And in 86% of these cases, the assailant is non-Indian. I was about to ask that. So, yeah, I mean, dudes come up there for the weekend, of gamble at the Indian reservation, they see a girl they like. They might not be cognizant of the, loop, the loopholes and all the craziness and the thing, but they're like, oh, whatever, man. You know, dudes will be dudes sometimes, and they... they st- Sometimes they take vagina. There are sick men in the world, and they do that, and then they get arrested or whatever, and the case just never, they don't know where they send it to. It gets lost, gets stacked on a you know a tall pile of other cases, and it's just lost in the criminal justice system of the the local government that's in charge of that reservation's crimes, mm. that oversees that. But they oversee it poorly. So they go, you can't manage your own reservation, so we're going to do it. Not that they can't. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to make big decisions. Like you can't, you can't have death penalties on your reservations. If it's anything big like that, we'll step in. But when we step in, we do a terrible job of it, and mm-hmm. it gets stacked up and it never gets solved. But you're not allowed to do it. We have to do it.
2: Why is it because they're Native Americans? So it's, it's not like they put. It's in like a lot it's of like they it's orders.
1: like they didn't. I feel like I feel like what happened was they didn't want to make them a completely uh, separate entity from the United States. Like giving them, like making them a sovereign state where they're like, oh, if you, once you cross this line, you're in the Navajo, you're in Navajo. I don't know, They call that a country. Mm. You're in Navajo now. So we don't have anything. We can't, we don't, it's like a, it's like they have a Wakanda within America to make it more make you be able to understand it more. It's like uh. it's own country. We have our own rules. You don't come into Wakanda. You don't know what's going on in Wakanda. Don't ask us questions about here. Cause you're not involved in this United States government. So instead of doing that, they gave them something that they could manage. No, okay. It's like you have, you're separate, but not really. We still get to come in and be big brother and kind of, Oh, what are you doing over there? Oh, casinos. Can we see your taxes? What's, what's how how the numbers looking? Oh, good. Okay, cool. Well, we'll take a little bit off the top. Some kind of, you know, uh, gamblers fee or something like that, to where we can take money from the profits you're making from being a casino. So yeah, they they didn't just go, yeah, no, you guys are separate, and all the casino money you make and whatever money you re- generate is yours. We don't have any control over that. They didn't do that. Of course they didn't. So these numbers are disgusting. Like I said, I mean, 86% of the cases are non non-Indian reservation people. Uh, two and three, two uh, two and a half times the likelihood of an average american woman so i mean these numbers are insane you know 65% of the rape cases were weren't uh weren't reported in 2011 so mm. these women are just victims with with not the highest level that can help them can't help them are these people that are like just hanging out or what do you mean? The people that that the, are committing the, the, the crimes? The females, yeah. The, no, well, they women. live on the they live on the reservation. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where they live. Hmm. You know, if you want to live by traditional Native American beliefs and you want to be surrounded by your people, you have to congregate at a reservation. When's the last time you saw a Native American? Person? I don't even know yeah, the me, feature, uh, the facial features that make somebody like because there's not. I don't. I don't even know if there's a ton of. I don't. I'm speaking completely out of turn, but I feel like there was so much rape and. Uh, taking and uh, diluting of their culture when this country was founded that i don't know how many native american people are 100 percent native american you know mm-hmm. they're some percentage white mixed in with, because it's just all the awful things that happen in the conquering of this country mm-hmm. so I, I don't even know what a 100 percent native american person looks like me either. i feel like they might kind of look mexican but i don't know i could be wrong I've never seen one. Yeah, I've never seen somebody that's like, hello, know, know what hello, mean. I'm Cherokee, 100. percent You know, I've seen people say I'm Puerto Rican, I've ne- so that's what I'm basing on. I've never met a person who's claimed, you know, it's like, you know, you know, it's like black girls that'll be like, my uh, grandmother's Cherokee, and it's like, all right, cool, right? You have a braid. It's, Calm down. Come, yeah, like ease up. So do they? I don't
2: know how much you know about it. So do they have to like somebody that's not in the tribe mm-hmm. for us? Say if we went to do we have to get like a if you know, yeah you got like a that you know. i don't know but oh, i don't okay. think you do you can go to a you can go to
1: indian reservation and stay at their like no, hotel and casino like a gate or
2: like i mean like is it something you got to go I past bet it, i
1: bet it's more i bet i bet there is like a gate like how when we went to that wedding yeah they have like a, a guarded gate with yeah. a little cross thing and it's um. like what are you probably like what are you coming here for and you're like oh to gamble and they're like all right cool well have a good time
2: hmm. okay
1: but i don't think it's like like intense like a fenced a barbed wire fence and you can't get in i, I think it's more um like you see it on maps hmm. like they've they've bordered it on maps oh, okay. so it's more of just like an agreement like okay. this is the property line into indian territory i want to do more research on that it's very there was a show called the red road with the guy from the place aquaman jason momoa mm. it was a really good show and it just was kind of um an in-depth look on indian reservations and the politics and how the percentage of you being native american how that plays within the tribe and how much power you have and mm. they're there they they live by some very uh traditional beliefs about chiefs and who's in charge and when the chief dies his son or daughter the the oldest firstborn will become the chief of the mm. they live by they live by their own rules but To only to a certain extent until the government is like, all right, well, you guys can't actually like prosecute people here, especially not American people. We can't let you take prisoners. Like if you go in there and you commit a serious crime, that's basically if they go, you have to spend ten years here in our jail. You're an American prison. You're an American prisoner in a foreign country. Pretty much Mm -hmm. is how they look at it, and that's why they didn't allow it to be that way. Uh That's why they can't do that. You know, and again, I'm guessing. The, okay. But it makes sense what I'm saying. I don't know anything me. about it at all. So I mean, this is all informative to me. Yeah. So, so th- but all this, I didn't know any of this. This was really crazy. So, um, let me get back to this. So, in April of 2012, Senate members uh, added a provision to the Violence Against Women Act. Uh, Violence Against Women Act. That was first passed in 1994 that would allow tribal courts to prosecute non-Indians who sexually assault tribal members. But the bill has languished since House of Republicans opposed the measure as a dangerous expansion of tribal independence. It is, after all, a partial reversal of the Supreme Court uh, 1978 decision, which was uh, Oliphant versus um, Suquamish so basically and again I haven't this this article that I read From and the information I got from was from a few years Back but basically as of the time Of this article and I could be wrong I would love people to For people to update me because up until uh, Liz Coleccio informed me of this I didn't even know this was going on so I can't Become an expert in it overnight but I would assume that bill still hasn't passed And that bill that was put forward in, in The house uh, was To say that if you're a non-Indian And you assault a woman you can be prosecuted or you will be prosecuted uh by the tribes people but they won't it hasn't passed hmm. so the numbers continue to go up it's it's still happening women are disappearing women are being raped and what and what could happen too and maybe has happened is this has been going on for so many years and then once the word gets out the stories start coming out people go if you're like a sick fuck you go Oh, so I can that. go up there and rape women and, yep. you know, well, they can't do anything? Yep. Awesome.
2: So now it's just all about them waiting so
1: they can be able to prosecute people themselves. Basically. Yeah. Or not even, or even if they don't do that, that the local, when the federal government steps in, they actually take it to trial and prosecute the people because there's such a backlog that yeah. the women have stopped even going to report it, which happens in... Amer- traditional, like Amer- modern American women that aren't in a tribe. It's like, why? It happens all the time. It's like, I already know that if I go, they're going to ask me to do a rape kit. They're going to ask me what happened. They're going to ask me for proof that I can't provide. So why even go? Yeah. And they just say, fuck it, and they don't report it. So that's what's happening. It's happening in our society. It's happening in their society. It's happening all around the world. Women are being gaslighted into going, uh well, you know, I don't know. Maybe I did deserve it. Maybe I asked for it. Maybe mm. I shouldn't have been wearing that skirt. Maybe I shouldn't have been so loud and having so much fun. I, maybe I brought this on myself. And that's where we are in the world today. That's how women feel. But there's been a storm brewing, and women are starting to say, fuck that. I'm not taking this shit anymore. We're going to storm Washington. We're going to have marches. We're going to tell people what's really going on. We're going to provide people with the information. And this is what happened a couple of weeks ago with us where we were having a conversation. And we don't really know. And then we got, we got the information. And I feel like I grew from that uh, lesson. And I feel like there's a lot of men in the world who can grow from having a conversation with a strong woman who knows what's going on in the world. When we Not that we don't know what's going on in the world. We just, yeah, we don't know what's going on, man. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I'm wrong. Yeah, it's, that's, that's what it is. It is that. We don't know. We don't know because it doesn't affect us. You, it's one thing to say, hey, man, rape is bad. And if you're a person that does that, I hate you. It's a whole different thing to know the facts and the statistics and know really how bad it is and how dangerous it is for a woman to just walk the streets, go to the grocery store, walk to her car after a long day of work. I don't know that struggle because I'm not a woman. So I haven't been driven to know the statistics. But now, seeing as how we do a podcast with a large female fan base that, you know, people that we care about, that we talk talk to on social media, have back and forth correspondence with, I want to know what it's like to be you on a day-to-day basis and i would hope that you would want to know what it's like for, for me to be a black man in this country and that's called a dialogue and i think that we have opened a dialogue in the doing this podcast that's been very informative i've learned some things i've hoped we've said some things that have opened people's eyes to how the world is from our perspective and that's all we want we just want to collect all the perspectives that we can and try to understand the world a little bit better but that was my affirmative murder, like I said, it wasn't a specific story. I just kind of wanted to put the information out there about that's one of the big reasons that um women have been being have women at these tribes have been disappearing, being raped, being murdered is because it's kind of there's law, but there's not there's so much gray area and confusion that they don't really know where where what goes, where what crime goes, where this person goes they don't know mm. and there's a bill floating around that, as far as I know still hasn't passed that would help but it would also undermine the united states government because it would change it would change a previous law it would take power away from the federal government and give it to the reservation and i think that sets a precedent that the government would rather not do it's my opinion again i don't know but that's that's what it sounds like to me it sounds like oh i mean this is bad what's happening to these women but if we do that what will they want next will they want to not us to not get our gambler's fee, you know, so it's like, when you set a precedent, you never know what could come next. But that's no excuse to allow women to continue to be attacked and brutalized. That's, that's super fucked up. Yeah. And I will continue to do more research and I hope to learn as much as I can about it because that's a really fucked up uh, situation that's going on in these Indian reservations. I mean, I didn't even know it was leaving yeah. like that. So yeah. that's whole. That's right. that's new. I, that's why you I'm didn't even at. really know about nati- reservations. No, yeah.
2: I didn't know. But they had their own little thing. I didn't know yeah. anything. Yeah. So
1: yeah, it's um, it's 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 hmm. it's pretty crazy. I'm looking at that. There's actually a documentary that I want to watch because in in uh in doing the research of this, I found out about this documentary. It's a small independent documentary called When They Were Here. Um, it's a documentary about two, uh, young. Native American reservation, they live on they live on one. Tribesmen, I guess is what they want. Tribes people is what they want to be called. Uh, Ivy and Ivan McDonald, it's called When They Were Here. I don't know if we're going to do it for cereal and cereal, but um, I would like to, even if I just watch it on my own time, I'd like to watch it and just kind of, I'm a visual learner, so I learn best through seeing people's testimonies and watching movies and mm-hmm. television and documentaries. So I'm going to try to check that out when I can and uh so that was just um i wanted to do that and briefly touch on that because like i said thanks to liz Coleccio, she informed me that it's native american heritage month and i she suggested that we maybe try to touch on it and i wanted to do that because i it was something i wasn't aware of but um yeah fran are you ready yeah
2: right. i am
1: okay let's do this
0: and now, it's time for True Crime's Hottest Game
1: Show. Frazzle Friend! Frazzle Friend, Frazzle Friend. Solves a riddle like no one can. If he fails, that's okay. He's a superstar either way. Look out! It's time to Frazzle Friend. That's right, folks. We are back. Welcome to another episode of the hottest true crime game show in the streets. Frazzle Fran, the game show where I try to frustrate, flummox, and frazzle my partner in true crime. Fran, are you ready to get this work? Yes. Okay. Mm. On the first day of school, someone murdered a history teacher. There were four people at the school that the police suspected had done it. The landscaper, a math teacher, a basketball coach, and the principal. These were their alibis. The landscaper said he was outside mowing the lawn. The math teacher said he was giving a mid-year exam. The basketball coach said he was running practice drills with the players. The principal said she was in her office. After giving their alibis, the police arrested the killer immediately. Who killed the history teacher, and how did the police know? Did you do this one before? I don't know, honestly. You might have. The math teacher. Yeah, yeah, it was. was easy. Well, yeah, the mid-year part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is 100% possible that I've done this before, but I also expected you to know this one. Yeah, it, that was that, quick. That, yeah, yeah. Well, well <laughs> hey, hey, man. Hey, like I said, these are hard to come by, and either he's done it before or it was just so fucking easy <laughs> that he crushed it. Either way, I was not able to frazzle Fran this week, so that was pretty anticlimactic. Uh, Boom! I don't really know what else to say. I'm pretty... Uh, I'm 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 baffled. I didn't even there was even there was no dramatic build up or anything like that. That was that was very fast. (laughs) Well, um, you know this was this was this was a very rocky episode of Affirmative Murder, man. I don't know. We we've been off our games. It's been a couple weeks, but you know we came here. We did what we're supposed to do. And uh, like I said before, I hope you guys, uh, if you don't know anything about uh, Native American Heritage Month, you don't know anything about what's going on with these indigenous women. I would hope you would take the time out and go just kind of explore, do some research, and maybe if you could see ways that you could help. I definitely will be doing that for sure and just looking to, you know, just kind of brush up and really fully understand what is happening because I don't, I don't fully understand. I only have scratched the surface of this very fucked up problem. But uh, I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner and true crown friend, Marcel Evans. Until
2: next time. See you next week. Deuce.